Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Cell phones, pay attention. I tell you, you start counting five like a sucker. after he died but that's a rough one i mean 90 years old that's still pretty old but damn man 2020's taking out fucking everybody fucking sean connery eddie van halen kobe chadwick boseman damn this year fucking sucks election day is tomorrow trump will probably win god damn hey but i'm covid free that is all that matters. Fucking went and got the test done. To God, that is the worst fucking thing ever. Like, yeah, they make you fucking do the test to yourself, like at the drive through test. And, like, I had that thing shoved so goddamn far up my nose. Like, I could feel that shit behind my eye. And you have to, like, twist that shit around. And then, like, afterwards, you pull it out. And they're like, all right, now do the other fucking nostril. Like, holy shit. Just to find out, like, four days later that I don't even have the damn COVID. Like, I'd rather fucking have COVID than do that damn test again. Fucking Halloween was pretty good. Watched all my favorite horror movies. Rosemary's Baby. If anyone hasn't seen Rosemary's Baby, you have to see that movie. Like, I mean, it's... When was it made? 1968, I think. It was based on, like, a book by Ear Eleven, who also wrote... Uh, Boys from Brazil, another fucking terrifying movie, but God, Rosemary's Baby is so creepy. It was made by um, so then Roman Polanski, who was also out of his goddamn mind. So when you watch Rosemary's Baby, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if anybody doesn't know like Roman Polanski's history, holy shit! I mean, everybody knows like the whole, you know, him fucking a thirteen-year-old at like Jack Nicholson's hot tub or something like that but jesus like like that dude whenever he was like 10 10 or 11 escaped a fucking like either he was in a concentration camp or was going to be taken to one but either way escaped like swimming through like a damn sewage line i think like andy duframe made it to sweden thinking like oh thank god i finally am out of this bullshit just to get, like, almost beat to death by, like, a bunch of fucking crazy-ass Swedish people. Comes to the U.S., like, kind of leaves all this shit behind. Has a pretty successful film career. Does, like, Rosemary's Baby and a bunch of, like, kind of B-horror movies that are actually really good. But Mary Sharon Tate, who's, like, drastically out of his league. Just to be like in Europe filming and gets a call saying, Hey, your wife and unborn child were just killed and ends up being, you know, the most famous crime in American history, pretty much like the, the Manson family murders. Then fucking Melissa, 13 year old goes back to 
France, I think. France or Switzerland, one of the two. And then ends up still making these like amazing movies like The Pianist and Ghost Rider. Um, what else did he do? Oh, Ninth Gate. It's pretty crazy the the like hypocrisy with Hollywood though. You know, Kevin Spacey can have his entire fucking career destroyed because of a supposed sexual assault on a underage man, which like I'm pretty sure that dude was at a fucking party like drinking and shit with Kevin Spacey. So of course Kevin Spacey's not thinking this is like a 14-year-old. I really don't know shit about that story, so I could be completely wrong about this, but I mean, but then Roman Polanski, who is a legitimate pedophile, can win an Oscar or I don't know if he won for best director, but still his movies have constantly been nominated. Like the pianist, I know at least was nominated because Adrian Brody, I'm pretty sure won the Oscar for best actor for the pianist, which it's still a great movie, but I mean, he's still a goddamn pedophile. Just like Woody Allen, Woody Allen married his fucking daughter. Well, adopted daughter, but still they adopted her whenever she was like four or five, something like that. Waited for her to be of age and then married her and still makes the same bullshit, horrible ass movies every year and gets nominated like every damn year. And his movies are garbage. Like every single one of them is fucking terrible. But no one says shit about that. And every actor is like sucking his dick trying to be in his movies. And they're, it's the same goddamn movie every single year. Like, he is the white Tyler Perry, but really even worse, somehow. Fuck Woody Allen. Halloween, man. God, I love watching horror movies. Like, I love in October going through and, like, rewatching, like, just every horror movie that I love. Like, I was rewatching um, The Conjuring. Fuck, that's such a good movie. Like, I know people say white people shit a lot, but damn, there's a lot of white people shit in that movie. Like, the whole clap game, like, I cannot imagine there is a single brother on the whole goddamn planet that's like, hey, we're all going to hide and you sit in the fucking closet and make a creepy ass clapping noise and we're going to try to find you. <laughs> like, like that shit is the whitest thing I have <laughs> ever seen in my life. Like, I'm pretty damn white and I still wouldn't do that. Like, that game is fucking terrifying. Let's see. What else did I watch? The Exorcist, of course. Fuck, that's a good one. The movie is terrifying. Still, like, 1973, I think, is whenever it came out. And it still holds up. Like, most of those movies do not hold up at all. So they have to be remade so that... So because of the effects or the acting or whatever was just so bad. But The Exorcist is one that... Like, I don't think... I mean, they've never really remade it. They've made other exorcism movies, like The Last Exorcism or Exorcism of Emily Rose. None of those are really the same thing as The Exorcist. And I really hope they don't remake it. Like, the It remake. The It remake is actually pretty good. The first part. The second part is a colossal hunk of shit. Which really sucks because they did such a good job at casting. Like, figuring out who to play the older versions of those kids. Like, Bill Hader, James McAvoy, and... Uh, Jessica Chastain, but God, the movie is terrible. The original's so fucking good, though. Like, Bill Skarsgård is pretty damn creepy, but he's, it's still not Tim Curry. Tim Curry's voice, hey, enjoy G. Like, that shit is fucking terrifying. Let's see. 
Omen. I watched the Omen remake and the original. The original is so much better, too. Remake is actually pretty good. Like, if as far as horror remakes go, they did a pretty damn good job. Julia Stiles is creepy as shit, so it kind of helps, even though she's not supposed to be, you know, scary in the movie. There's something about the original. Also, just in context, like, that Gregory Peck goes from playing Atticus Fitch and um, To Kill a Mockingbird and then goes to being in this movie where he has to, like, kill his son, who is the Antichrist. Which, if you've ever seen it, his son is clearly the antichrist like if i i mean i don't have any kids that i know of but if i ever had a son that looked like that i'd kill him that second like whenever you see him the way he's looking at people and like has like this weird fucking esp communication with like rottweilers like if a rottweiler was ever barking at me and my son looked at it and it just like laid down I would strangle my fucking son right then. It took him way too long to realize that his son was the son of the devil. Like, it's fucking obvious. Like, from the beginning of the movie. The second you see him as he's aging, you know, from like an infant to a toddler, he hits a damn peak where he just turns into like the scariest child ever. It's like, I would be like, nope, nope, get this fucker out of here. Throwing him in the pool. Fuck this. Which I don't, I don't even remember how it ends. I don't remember if he actually kills him or not. I know he's in the church, and I think the cops come in, and I don't think he actually kills him. God, that movie's good. That fucking Gregory Peck. Hello, Scout. Fucking To Kill a Mockingbird. Such a good movie. Now, Scout, we must not judge these other men just based on the color of their skin. I love horror movies that say that they're based on a true story. Because they're clearly not. I mean, there's a few that I guess are based on a true story. I mean, I think The Strangers, it says it's based on true story, but other than like a home invasion being something that's happened, I don't think that that ever actually happened. And then people still think like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on true story, which is not at all. It's based on Ed Gein, who I'm pretty sure I think was from Illinois or Indiana. So not from Texas. It wasn't a family of like cannibalistic Texans. It was just this one guy in Illinois in like the 30s who did make, like, human skin lamps and stuff like that. I guess that's close enough to say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a true story. Which, like, that shit's so stupid and so misleading. And so many people here still think it's real. They're like, I've, I've been to the fucking house where all that happened. No, you haven't. You haven't been to shit. Because it didn't even happen. But there's, like, real-life shit that's so much creepier. Like Rasputin. Like, Grigory Rasputin. That's one of the scariest human beings that's ever lived. And I, as far as I know, there's no movie about him. Well, I mean, like, Anastasia, the kids, like, that did... I don't know if it was Disney. But the animated movie, I guess, is, like, kind of based on him. I mean, that guy, like, was a monk who was, like, roaming the Siberian wilderness for, like, years. Ends up being, like, the personal, like, priest, healer, doctor, whatever, for the Tsar, for Tsar Nicholas II and the Tsarina, which I think her name was, like, Alexandria, Alec, yeah, something like that, and basically was just, like, fucking, like, going to, like, underage women and saying, well, the reason you're sick is because you haven't been fucked good, <laughs> which is the fucking greatest line you could say if you're a doctor. You're sick because you haven't gotten the dick. And apparently his was, like, massive. And whenever he died, they cut it off and, like, preserved it because it was, like, a national Russian treasure. Yeah, they're definitely not going to do that with mine. Not even close. I was also reading about intrusive thoughts. 
So apparently, like, because I've always thought that it was just me that's had these, like, thoughts that um that come to you like um like the other day I was cutting like some chicken breasts and for some fucking reason I had this thought like what if I just like stabbed my hand with this knife and I was like why the fuck did I just think of this like what a weird fucking thing to just think of so I started thinking I was like well fuck am I like psychotic or something because that can't be normal to be thinking of like cutting your hand off like with a knife like and so I was looking it up and apparently it's a common thing like there's like a French term for it called like, uh, like l'appel du vide, like the call of the void. So like it's common for people to be, like on a balcony or something, and get this intrusive thought of like jump, and they were saying that it comes from, like people, t- like your brain testing your own sanity, like to like as a preservation technique. That if you fall for it and do jump off the balcony then it's basically like your brain naturally selecting itself out of the herd, which is so fucking strange because, like, I've had them all the time. Like, I'll be driving and think, like, what if I just ran my car right into that other car? Or, like, at a grocery store and you see, like, a baby and you just think, like, what if I just walked over and just punched that baby right in the fucking face? (laughs) Holy shit. But, yeah, never done it, thank God. I mean, I'm sure intrusive thoughts come with, like, anxiety, which runs a little rampant, especially in my dumbass brain. I mean, all that shit just comes from being a fat kid. That's what I'm convinced. Like, the most anxious feeling you can ever have as a fat kid is, like, playing basketball. Like, because I used to play basketball as a kid, like, do, like, basketball camp and, like, for the city and shit like that. And hearing the coach say we're playing shirts and skins, you think, fuck, God, there's a 50% chance that my day is going to be ruined. Because everybody else is like a normal kid, skinny as shit, and like doesn't give a fuck about taking their shirt off. And every time he'd be like picking out teams, you know, like shirt, skin, shirt, skins, I'd just look at him like this helpless look like, please, God. <laughs> like, please don't pick me. Like fucking waving my finger fucking in front of my neck. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then every damn time he'd look at me and go, uh, skins. Like, you son of a bitch. I'm the only fat fuck on this team. And you're going to make me take my shirt off in front of everybody. And fucking just jiggling around trying to post up. Like, fucking torture. And that shit carries on forever. I used to swim with a shirt on, which is the epitome of a fat kid. Like, there's nothing fatter on this planet than a kid swimming with his shirt on. Like, my 600-pound life isn't as much of a fat thing as swimming with your shirt on. And I did that shit until I was, like, 15. Have, like, fucking chafe nipples from that shirt just sticking onto you like a fucking fly trap. Jesus. Yeah, being a kid fucking... Like, I do wish I could go back, but it also sucked ass. Going to church sucked ass. I remember, like, speaking of Halloween, like, I was thinking of this, like, like from whenever I was a kid. Like, I went to this non-denominational church, which was super weird. They used to do, like, every, like, the last Sunday of every month, I think. It would be, like, Clown Sunday. And so you'd go to, like, the main group or whatever with, like, all the adults. And then, like, 30 minutes in, you would just be clowns that would come out and, like, grab, not grab you, but, like, touch you on the shoulder and say, hey, come with me. And all the adults let this shit happen. Like, it is the, who the fuck thinks, like, like that having clowns come get kids away from their parents 
isn't going to traumatize them. But I remember we did like one year, like the reason I stopped going where I was like, I do not want to go to this shit anymore. They were telling us like not to trick or treat <laughs> that it was like worshiping Satan. So they did this skit with like the older kids. They were probably like 11 or 12, but we were all like seven or eight. And they were playing this like their version of like heavy, what's supposed to be heavy metal music and like turn the lights off. And there's like these red glowing lights and kids running in dresses like the devil and every kid is like, oh, I don't want to fucking trick or treat. It's the devil. And I was thinking, fuck, they just made Halloween sound so much more badass. Like, we have to learn about all these, like, fucking faggy angels and stuff. And Jesus kind of seemed like not a fun person to be around. But then they have this, like, devil coming in talking about, like, eating a bunch of candy and you're worshiping him. And I was like, yeah, I mean, what the fuck is bad about that? Like, that sounds fucking, that sounds great. That sounds a hell of a lot better than the shit that we're doing in here. But yeah, and I was like, I told my parents, like, I don't want to fucking go here anymore. Like, they're telling us not to trick or treat. If we trick or treat, we're worshiping the devil. And I was just trying to get some fucking Reese's cups. I don't really ever remember dressing up for Halloween, though. I mean, I'm sure my fucking white trash ass, I can't say my parents are white trash, but they're white as shit and slightly redneckish. But I'm pretty sure they put me in blackface and dressed me up as Emmett Smith. At least one year. That's probably what got me into, like, Satanism. Satanism is very interesting. If anyone hasn't read about that, like Anton LaVey, it's a very, like, mis... What is it? Like, there's a lot of misconceptions around Satanism. Like, that is, like, human sacrifices and shit. But really not. Like, Anton LaVey was a guy that, I believe, worked as a... He was an organ player at a church. Like, in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. And... He also would like moonlight kind of as an organ player at a like a gentleman's club in San Francisco. And he just noticed like the same people going to both places. He was like, well, what the fuck? Like Christianity is so hypocritical. Like there's these people that are going to church every Sunday. But last night I saw you at the strip club getting like motorboating someone or getting motorboated. What's the correct term? Like if I put my face in someone's tits, am I motorboating them? Or are they motorboating me? Huh. I don't know. Either way, he would see, you know, the fucking congregation there with their faces in between some, like, 1960s titties. And he's like, well, this is bullshit. So he started, like, this church dedicated to, like, the idea of kind of freeing yourself from, you know, the shackles of Christianity. It's pretty interesting. It's not really a religion because they don't actually believe that the devil is a real person or like a a real thing. They just go based on like the idea of the devil in the Bible as like a rebel, someone who's like promoting knowledge. Like it all goes back to like Gnosticism, like not agnostic, but Gnosticism. So I think it's like the Greek. It was like a Greek idea, like from I think it's spun like spurned from Greek Orthodox. But it's basically that their idea that in the Old Testament, the God in the Old Testament is actually the devil. So like whenever they're referring to like God telling Adam and Eve, don't eat from the fruit of this tree because you're going to get, you know, all the knowledge. And people kind of thought like, wow, that doesn't really seem like a godly thing to want to keep people ignorant. And so they believe that the serpent or, you know, Satan in the old testament is actually god and that god's telling them you know don't listen to this like you need to you need knowledge and wisdom and intelligence and 
someone trying to keep that from you can't be a good person, which actually makes a lot of sense. And I don't even think Gnosticism is a thing that's even around anymore. Like, I think it was like a very like kind of far-fetched idea that came around like a long time ago. Like absurdism. Absurdism is an interesting concept. It was, it's kind of a, it was a concept started by, I think, John, John Paul Sartre and the Danish dude, Soren Kierkegaard. There was like this idea that life is inherently absurd because there is no meaning. Like, there's no reason that you exist. I mean, you exist, obviously, because of events that have happened, but there's not a reason that you exist. You just are here. So, but we spend our entire lives trying to figure out what the reason is, even though there isn't a reason, and that idea is absurd, that we would waste our entire lives trying to figure out what the reason is when there actually isn't a reason. So there's like three things that you can do that are considered part of absurdism. Like one is you can realize there's no meaning to life and just kill yourself. Cause why the fuck do you even need to exist if there's no reason to live, which is probably where it loses <laughs> fucking most people. Like if you are wanting like most of your followers to kill themselves, eventually you're not gonna have that many followers. Then the second is you look to like religion to explain a reason, which is the majority of people. Like, take, and regardless, like, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, yeah, like, they look at it as, well, religion exists so that I can have a reason to exist. Or then the third, which is the one that I kind of subscribe to, and I'm pretty sure that Kierkegaard, Sartre, like, a lot of philosophers did, I mean, I guess, was that you just create your own meaning, create your own reason. Like, understand that there's not one that was here before you that you came into, but realize that there's nothing and then make it. And that to me makes a lot more sense, but it's also a little scary because it's like, well, fuck, what if I like waste all this time you know, on, on for nothing, but in better news, fucking bit Raiders won. Hell yes. Ah, oh, thank God. Coming off that fucking loss to the goddamn Thomas Brady and his fucking like the New York Yankees of the NFL. Like it's so shitty to me how sports is now. That you can fucking just... I mean, I don't know if it was always like this. I don't think it was. But that you could just buy a super team. And the NBA's had a huge problem with it lately. But the NFL is starting to do that. And the Buccaneers are that shit. It's the New York Yankees. Like, let's just use all our money to just buy the best talent. Put them all on a team so that there's no chance we won't win a Super Bowl. Even though the Buccaneers are not looking that great. Which is fucking hilarious to me. Like, I actually like Tom Brady. Trust me, I would give... Like, if I had a kid, I would sell that kid to have Tom Brady be the quarterback for the Raiders. Because fuck Derek Carr. But the fact that... God, they... I mean, they fucking destroyed us. But then they could pick up Julio Jones, which... I mean, he has... I don't think he... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I don't... He didn't play... Yeah, he wasn't on the team when the they played the Raiders. So thank God. Which, who knows, he might be shit now. He's been out for a while. But, but yeah, like, it just is annoying as fuck to see a team just get built that is, like, the greatest people in their positions all on one team. So you get to this point where there's, like, four superstar teams and then 28 just dog shit teams, which is exactly what the NBA is. Like, the Lakers are doing the same thing, and look at how that worked out. They fucking won the fucking finals that no one watched, 
which it's obvious that they were going to. I mean, LeBron put, I mean, they put together just an all-star team that no other team had a chance of beating. I mean, the Rockets didn't have a chance. Like, no one had a chance, even in just the, the Western Conference. Like, no team had a chance. But it seems like it was not like that until fairly recently. Because, I mean, even the superstar teams that you look at from the past, like the 01-2001-02 Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, I mean, they definitely had really good players. I mean, they had, well, Derek Fisher was good, Rick Fox, and then obviously the Bulls. But, I mean... I mean, Scottie Pippen's obviously a massively underrated player, and they did have really good. I mean, Dennis Rodman was like is the, probably the greatest defensive player of all time, and Horace Grant, that motherfucker was bad too. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it is kind of the same. I mean, the Bulls, but it wasn't like a bot team. Like they they just I think they drafted like all of those players, like the same way that the Warriors did. Like Steve Kerr put together a team that I don't think was gonna be. I mean, before Kevin Durant, like the the pre-Durant Warriors, wasn't supposed to be like that good of a team, I don't think. I don't know, maybe, but it's just annoying. So fucking annoying here in the damn LeBron James-Michael Jordan argument every year. I'm just, I want LeBron James to retire. I fucking hate LeBron James so much. And I know he's a good dude and a great dad. I don't give a shit. Fuck all of that. Like I want ath- I do not want athletes to be good role models. Like I want them to be like Charles Barkley. Like I am not a role model for your kids. I, that is what I want athletes to be. I want them to be like Lawrence Taylor, like snorting coke off a hooker's ass and chewing on a beer bottle and getting into a bar fight before the Super Bowl. Like that's the stories I want. I don't want stories of a fucking player that comes home to his wife that he's been been married to since high school and his kids that he loves. Like, fuck all of that. I want him to be getting hookers. I want him to be doing the shit that I would want to be doing if I had all that money. Like, I wouldn't be wanting to come home to a goddamn wife and kids. Fuck that. I would be... God, I'd be dead, probably. Like, I'd be gambling. Like, like the whole shit that, oh, Michael Jordan was had a gambling addiction. Yeah, no shit. Like, why wouldn't you? If you have all that money, like, what else? Like, what are, what is he going to do? What, you want him to set up a fucking scholarship? Get the fuck out of here. I would be gambling. I would have gambled all of my money away. Everything. Like, that... I hate this idea that, like... And then you can't compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. Like, in, you know, in a one-on-one, Jordan in his prime, LeBron in his prime, probably more than likely LeBron would win. But that's because training has advanced so much. LeBron is a fucking freak of nature. Like, physically... I mean, he's built like a tight end, but then has like point guard agility. Like it's like I yeah. I mean, more than likely he would win a one on one, but you can't really compare it that way. You have to compare it like who was better in their time, like who stood out against the competition of their time more. And Michael Jordan, from you know the mid '80s to the mid '90s, late '90s really, there was no one that came close. Like who the fuck was coming close to Jordan in the '90s? Fucking Carl Malone. Like, yeah, pro- I mean, Carl Malone's an amazing player, but I mean, Malone, Barkley, no. Neither one of them were close. Yeah, I mean, until Kobe came along, there was nobody that was on Jordan's level remotely. I mean, hell, Scottie Pippen might have been the closest thing to Jordan, but because he was on a team with Jordan, no one gave a shit. 
But then Kobe comes along and people, and that see that's the better argument is who's better, Jordan or Kobe? Cuz fuck Kobe was damn that was a cold cold man. And that kind of the type of athlete that I'm talking about. Definitely not like the same asshole level as Jordan, but was a little rough around the edges in the beginning. Like still I think probably an all-around nice guy, like even early on from everything I've ever heard, but he definitely wasn't like the LeBron James, like, like look at how great I am guy. And LeBron James is just such a whiny bitch. Like, I, uh, like seeing that fucking scrunched up face every time a call goes against him. God, I just wish that he would get, like, I wish somebody would just slap the shit out of him. It's really why I wish the NBA could be physical like it used to be. Because it should be. Like, once they started cracking down after the... Uh, what was that fight? The Pistons and... No. Yeah, the, yeah, the Pistons and Pacers. Whenever they had that brawl. Uh, once that shit happened and the NBA was like, oh, fuck, we got to crack down on violence. It kind of went to shit. Like, it became way less interesting. Like, it became a three-point shootout basically every game because you can't get contested. Which is weird because, like, now you can drive the lane and the second someone even breathes on you, it's a foul. So that's, I mean, that's a three-point shot. Like, now a layup is almost a guaranteed three-point shot because of the how, like, pussified the NBA is. But, see, that's that's still the argument. Because, like I said, like, like Michael, Michael Jordan was fucking leagues above everyone. Like, no one even close in his time. But LeBron James isn't even the best player of his time. So you're going to say that he's better than Michael Jordan, like when you're comparing them for their time. I mean, Kobe was better than LeBron, and that's still part of his time. I mean, I think if you, fuck, if Derrick Rose wouldn't have gotten injured so many times, he would have been better. I think Kawhi Leonard is a better player. James Harden is a better player. Anthony Davis is really kind of a better player. Giannis, sort of. Like, there's, I mean, there's a whole team you can make of people that are better than LeBron James now like or like even lebron's prime d wade i think was kind of better like man that's a little closer but still like you i mean that fucking argument is ridiculous it's the same people that like drake the same people that like drake are the same people that think lebron james is better than michael jordan and it's just these like pussy new generation that would rather listen to a dude fucking cry about his bullshit problems which he has none of like, Drake doesn't have fucking problems. I mean, he has problems, you know, waiting for a girl to turn 18. But, I mean, like, you can't, you cannot compare those two. Like, you can't compare LeBron and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Kobe definitely is an argument. Like, I think I still go Jordan over Kobe, but it's way tougher. And I could easily be swayed to the Kobe side. Like, I think if somebody gave me a good enough argument, but it's the same thing like you do with like Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, you know, obviously in their prime, if they both fought each other, Mike Tyson would knock the shit out of Muhammad Ali. But whenever you say who is best in their prime, fuck, I think I'd still give it to Tyson. Actually, I mean, Muhammad Ali was definitely highly skilled, but he kind of got the shit kicked out of him quite a few times because I think he lost to Sonny Liston, Joe Frazier, like I mean, I know that he beat those guys too, but I'm pretty sure he lost to them first. 
but like Tyson didn't show any signs of weakness until Buster Douglas. And then even after that, he was still pretty damn good. But the Buster Douglas fight was definitely the like downhill or the start of the downhill. But I mean, Tyson in his prime, there's no one better. But see, another like I know Muhammad Ali is a massively important person, but I like Tyson's style of like how he is as a person. Like back then, like Mike Tyson's definitely like a good dude now, I think. But like I like the Mike Tyson of the 80s when he was like crazy as shit, like Bill Romanowski. He used to be the linebacker for the Raiders and 49ers. Like, that dude was fucking nuttier than squirrel shit. But that's the fun. Like, that's where that's where sports is fun. Like, not some fucking Captain America dude that is telling kids to, like, eat their vegetables and shit. There's nothing fun about that. Even whenever I was a kid, I didn't want people to, talk like, do that. Like, whenever I was, like, a little kid, I was, like, obsessed with Warren Sapp and Allen Iverson. And those two dudes have that in common. Like, are definitely good guys. Like, good people. But were also very controversial. Like, they weren't, like, poster boys. Like, you know, poster boys for, you know, how to behave as a professional athlete. But that's what made them fucking fun. And then, of course, none of neither one of them get any kind of credit, really, because of that. But, yeah, I mean, those those were the most fun people to watch. The people that had that, like just wild side to them well i guess you just have to be prepared to die well what pay attention get off your cell phones pay attention Yeah. <laughs>